1069 to 980. WRNE. And I am going to go to the specific time zone right now. Specific time, it is a 531. I got a person who once a year gets up at uh, 530 in the morning uh, to be on the air here on this radio station in Pensacola, Florida, Miss Vivian Tsai, to talk about something that is very timely, uh, probably more timely now than any time uh, that I can think of because she's been doing it now for the past, I don't know, three, four, five years with me. But uh, right now uh, in America, one of the most popular subject matters is uh, student loans, student loans. There's an article in today's uh, news that I read um, where the president forgave uh, $72 million in uh, debts. Now, the $72 million was students who actually were able to show that there was some issues with the uh, college itself, and which means that there's a ton of students out there that still got to pay that debt back, and many of them will pay that debt back for the rest of their lives. Uh, there are ways to prevent it by getting involved in something early on in life or thinking about some other things as well. And Ms. Uh, Vivian Tsai is here to talk about uh, something that's uh, that's going to be helpful to you. Hey, good morning, Ms. Vivian. How are you? Good morning, Robert. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. It is. Thank you for getting up early for me. It's, what, 532 out there right now? <laughs> nice and dark. We call it <laughs> O-Dark 30. Ah, uh, we appreciate that. I know the weather is, hopefully it's not as warm there, although you guys have had some issues with the weather this year in California. That we have, but the whole country has been. So, but I want to pick up on something, because I know that this is um, a topic that is close to your heart, but you were just talking about how um, the president did um, forgive a certain number of student loan um, uh, dollars for for certain qualifying students, but I wanted to speak to sort of the average um, of average student loan debt that in 2023 um, a typical college graduate um, was graduating with in excess of $25,000 in student debt, which it's significant when I think about my own children who have just graduated from college and the fact that they're not making enough to be able to pay for debt and um, drive their cars and rent their apartments. And so it is a very, very important subject. And as you and I have spoken about in the past, saving early and often now while the children are young will make that dollar amount when they graduate um, significantly smaller, mm. if not zero. And you have an organization. Tell us the name of your organization. And uh, it's in the state of Florida also, how they can get involved in it. Yes, absolutely. Our organization is an informational organization called the College Savings Foundation. And what we do is we spend a bulk of our time talking to media organizations and financial experts like yourself, but also spend time talking to legislatures. Um, that would be everyone from Congress to state legislators who are making um, – 
laws that impact student savings, student loans, college going, college accessibility. And so we provide a website at collegesavingsfoundation.org that provides all sorts of information on what, what families need to know about what we, we, we term as one of the most beneficial financial tools for children, for college savers, called 529 plans. So if individuals wanted to go to collegesavingsfoundation.com, they would get a bit of a primer on why it is beneficial to save early and often and why to do it in a 529 plan, which is tax-advantaged, tax-deferred, and the funds that you save early and often for will come out tax-free when your student is using it for either college, an apprenticeship program, or going off to vocational or technology studies. Okay. Well, quickly tell us uh, about the 529 plan. How can they get involved in it? Yeah, 529 plans are offered through financial services companies and um, actually, in the state of Florida, um, I apologize, I do not have the website right now, so I would recommend that they just search for it on the Internet. Um, but 529 plans um, are available through the state of Florida. So you can Google that, state of Florida 529 plans, and open an account. Um, or you can walk in, um, go to the collegesavingsfoundation.org website, and we have a list of firms that are offering it. Similar to many other um, banking and finance products, you can open these accounts on online. You can save as little as $25 a month, $25 a pay period. Um, what we've found is that putting money away automatically um, by having it swept out of your banking account can make a world of difference. It makes savings a habit. And uh, when you take a look at those annual balances, when your child reaches um, different milestone ages, there's a lot of relief knowing that you've been saving automatically for them in these 529 plan accounts. Let's talk about, is there any kind of tax advantage for uh, the person who participated in this plan? Uh, it depends which state you live in, uh, whether or not there is a state tax contribution. Um, that's another feature of, Cal of, of 529 plans that um, many states, or many, many families like. Unfortunately, for those who reside in the state of Florida and for those who reside in the state of California, there is no tax benefit, notably because in Florida, there are no state income taxes. So for contributions, uh, Floridians aren't receiving any sort of benefit, but believe me, the taxes by saving in the plan and not having to pay taxes on any earnings that come out of your savings into the plan Meaning, if you put um, $100 away today and over time that grows to $200, that when you're taking out the set, that um, money and you're withdrawing $200, you're not 
paying taxes on the two hundred or on the one hundred dollars in earnings. That alone is a humongous benefit that yeah. we think that most people really would understand. Because we all know that when you put money in a bank savings account, um, that's not a tax advantaged account. At the end of the year, when we're doing our taxes, we do see the impact. Of saving in those. Accounts. You mentioned something else that you all are in contact with uh, legislators, whether state or Congress people. Um, I, I and and I assume that you are working, uh, trying to implement leg legislation laws on the behalf of people who are participants in your program. And I guess uh, in doing so, you all let them know probably on a regular basis that this is what's going on, this is what is going to benefit you. Am, am I correct in saying that? Yes, you are. In fact, what, what we found over the last several years is that um, originally when 529 plans were set up in the late 1990s, um, they were strictly set up for the pursuit of um, traditional degrees. That would be an associate's degree or a bachelor's degree. But they didn't necessarily contemplate uh, vocational studies outside of the normal um, community college or university um, area. So over the years, 529 plans have become um, usable for vocational studies for apprenticeship studies, all of those efforts are efforts that we as a College Savings Foundation supported and really spent a lot of time with legislators in, in Washington, D.C. to have them advocate for the um, addition of apprenticeship studies to um, become a qualified higher education expense. So that is the work that we're doing. We're currently looking to um, get continuing education um, under the umbrella of a qualified expense. We're looking to get mechanics studies, um, aviation studies, pilot licenses, all considered to be um, qualified higher education expenses. We are earlier in, in that area in that Congress hasn't taken up um, the vote yet, but there are several bills making their way through Congress right now to expand the usage of 529 plans to those areas of studies. And, and We're trying to increase it. That is terrific because in America right now there is a growing number of uh, individuals who are wanting technical skills rather than going to the uh, traditional college. You're absolutely right. In fact, we have, um, as you know, we have an annual study of high school students that we conduct every year, and this year was the 14th year we've done it. And, you know, while there were a significant number of students who told us that they're looking to pursue the traditional college experience, especially after having gone through uh, the pandemic and being um, siloed in their relationships. They're looking forward to a traditional college experience where they get to build long-term friendships and build their future network. There's a significant portion who are looking to pursue different, um, different paths and vocational studies 
and technical studies are significantly among those those job options that they're pursuing. Well, got a question here. Uh, a parent who um, get involved in a 529, they got, say, three kids, and they get one kid who utilizes the program, he's out into the world. Can that money be transferred to kid number two, kid number three? The beauty of 529 plants is yes. That flexibility is one of the reasons I love the product so much. So uh, 529 plan um, account owners that would traditionally be a parent or a guardian are able to switch the beneficiary to any member of their family who they'd like to. If kid number one has the same amount of money as kid number two and three but goes to school on a scholarship or decides to join um, the military and chooses not to use the funds at all, then those funds can be split between children two and three. So it's very, very flexible. In fact, the account owner can also take it back for themselves because I think I've mentioned to you in the past that there's a lot of adult learning going on in this country as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so if your children don't use it, you can just change the beneficiary to yourself as the account owner and enroll in that local class through your local community college and use the funds directly. Okay, what if there are funds left after it's, uh, kid one or two or whatever have gone through college? Uh, what happens to the money? Yeah, you can certainly um, take an, an, what's called a non-qualified withdrawal, in which case you will be subject to some earnings and taxes on um, the funds that come out. But most people don't do that, um, you should know, because 529 plans are able to, um, there's no, uh, what, what would I call it, expiration date on, uh, <coughs> pardon me, on funds in 529 plans, and you can just leave it for kid number one and two well, future education uh, or graduate studies, or... What about um, grandkids? What about grandkids? Or you could save it for grandkids, exactly. I think I've, I meant to miss. I misspoke there, but you can keep it in perpetuity for grandkids. So um, I know that I've done that. Um, I don't have that much money left after my um, children have graduated, but any funds are really set aside for the future grandkids because my, my sons are nowhere close to getting married. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in 2022, there was also some legislation that went through that might interest um, your family members, but um, 529 plan um, reserves or excess uh, assets can be saved and rolled into a Roth IRA for the benefit oh. of the beneficiary. Now, this is very new. Legislation was passed in 2022, and it's not in, in effect until January 1st, 2024. So we're still a little early on it, and I'm happy to talk to you next year about it. But this is what's coming, and this is great news. Because if your child doesn't need it for college, they can use it as a kickstart for their retirement plan going forward. My God. Really? Yes. Whoa. <laughs> really? Huh. 
and we can talk about that when the legislation is in fact in effect, which will be in January of next year. But it is a very, very exciting enhancement to 529 funds that College Savings Foundation has been involved with um, in our conversations on Capitol Hill in Washington. Yeah, I've got someone coming up shortly who is going to probably talk about uh, uh, financial planning and who knows, he may mention college planning, et cetera. But uh, before you go, what are some, I guess, some things that an individual need to look at in terms of making a decision to participate in the 529 or go with XYZ insurance company? Yeah. Um number of things that you want to look at is you want to make sure that you have um, you have a, a variety of investment options. Um, we've got terrific investments managed specifically towards the age of your student. Um, I would encourage your families look at that option. It tends to be the most most popular and the easiest for us as busy parents. Um, to just select that investment option and let the professional investment managers manage um, manage our investments for us. The other thing you're going to want to look at is the expense of the program. Make sure that the costs are low, that you understand the costs. Um, the third thing I would say is make sure that you're comfortable on their website or mobile app. Most 529 plans are accessible via your phone. So make sure that you're able to take those distributions on your device, which made my life exceptionally um, convenient when I was paying for my son's um, last tuition bills last year. So um, those three things are really important. And save early and often will be my fourth piece of advice. Whatever you do, set aside the dollars that you can you can afford at this point, and you will not regret it. Thank you. Before you go again, the name of your organization and how they can get involved in it. CollegeSavingsFoundation.org. Plenty of information is available there. And from there, online, they can uh, look at enrollment or talking with someone further about it. Absolutely. Okay. They can send us an email, and we'll be happy to reach out. Thank you. Ms. I thank you so much, and I wish you a great day in California. Thanks, and you too. Okay. Stay well. Bye. Bye.